All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time in the broadcast, if you're wondering who is this lady on the internet, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show and the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself uh, get your business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like getting your business registered with the state, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, making sure you have contract templates ready for clients and business partners, basic brand protection strategies, hiring policies. All of those foundational things that you need to make your business official and to, you know, have your business standing on solid ground. Those are the things that I help you accomplish. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do those things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years in counting with a specialization in business formation. Hey, since at 39, I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but everybody has, um, or lots of people have amazing business ideas. Uh, and if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. So that is where I come in. If you would like to work with me so that we can make sure that your business foundation is strong, I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you're going to be able to book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you will also be able to download the a free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. As well, there are um, an array of digital products that I have for different uh, areas of business formation. So if you need help with things like uh, how to protect your trademarks and copyrights, if you need help with contracts, if you need help with how, you know applying for a DUNS number, applying for an EIN number, I have video trainings on all of that at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. All right. So that is enough about what I do. Let us get to the show. So for those who might be new, if you, you know, stumble across this in your internet uh, spirals and you come across this video, here's how it works. I pull video, I pull stories from the news, stories that uh, the lovely audience sends me, stories that I see on blog sites, and I take the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them, okay? Uh, the only thing that I ask from you guys uh, you know, when you watch the show is a couple of things. One, you know, share this out to somebody who you think might need this information. Hello, fitness and yoga. Hello, Ruby Lee, zero, zero, zero. Hello, 76 Grim K. Share this out to somebody you think might need it. Second thing, this is a discussion. This is for us to talk to each other. Please don't be shy. If you have commentary, if you have questions, drop them in the box as long as they are respectful. Okay. Um, and hey, she's a dogette. Uh, I seen you in Florida, girl, looking all mermaid-like. Um, and yeah, and those are basically the, the, the only rules. Share this out to somebody and participate because it's a lot more fun when we participate, okay? So let's get started. First story that we are talking about tonight is the title, has to do with the title of the show. Who owns Wild and Out? Now, like I said, some of you guys asked me about this on Friday, but I did not know 
enough of the facts to talk about it. But, you know, I did my research and now I want to tell you my spin on Nick Cannon. Okay. So as we know, uh, there has been a little bit of a kerfuffle in Nick Cannon's life as of late. Um, he went on the airwaves and said some derogatory things, um, uh, about, so some people said he said derogatory things about Jewish people. Some people said he said derogatory things about, uh, white people in general. Um, the clip that I heard, I didn't see it single out Jewish people. So I cannot speak to that. If someone finds the clip where he specifically addresses, Jewish people, please let me know. But he was accused of making anti-Semitic comments. Um, and as we know, Nick Cannon, he is the host of so many shows um, because he has a deal with Viacom. And he was fired from pretty much all of them, including the very popular Wild and Out, which he developed, right? Um, now, everybody's asking, how can you fire Nick Cannon from his own show, right? All right, so first of all... Uh, in terms of people saying that, you know, Nick Cannon was, is, you know, being fired because he exercised his free speech, we all have free speech, but sometimes when we have jobs, our jobs have morals clauses in the contracts. This is why it's very important that you read all of the legal documents that you sign. Now, a company like Viacom, when they sign a deal with a celebrity or anybody to host, they want them to have, you know, a good image, a clean image. They don't want a host who is out there offending people so they don't alienate uh, their audiences. So a lot of times they will have morals clauses that say, hey, you know, be on your best behavior or we get to fire you. Now, um, spouting, you know, what, what they said was anti-Semitic comments, that is probably a breach of what might be a morals clause in Nick Cannon's, um, contract with Viacom, right? So that, um, he, so he's not necessarily being fired for free speech. He's being, he's most likely being fired because he violated a term in his employment contract with Viacom because Nick Cannon is not a partner with Viacom. Nick Cannon is an employee of Viacom. They cut him a check, okay, uh, to be the host of these things. Now, some of these shows he did help develop, yet very much so, but we're going to get to that um, very shortly. Now, after Nick Cannon was fired from Wild and Out, he, you know, was posting on the internet saying that he demanded ownership of the show that he created and developed, right? Um, I also think it's important that you guys know that Viacom filed a trademark for Wild and Out in August of 2019. So legally, Viacom owns the trademark to Wild and Out. Now, getting back to this ownership part, right? Nick Cannon has a development deal with Viacom. However, Viacom, they are a big conglomerate company. They buy things and they own things. That's one of the things that they do. And one of the, the important things for a company like this is intellectual property. I'm pretty sure that Viacom in their deal with Nick Cannon laid out that anything that he develops under their brand remains in, you know, in their domain and they get to keep the intellectual property. And this is not, you know, a unique clause. There are companies, you know, that aren't as big as Viacom. Uh, I think I told you guys this example. I have someone I know who worked for a popular gym chain. They were a manager there and in their employment contract, it stated anything that you create for, you know, da-da-da-da gym, 
you know, we, we, that becomes ours. We get to keep it. So I'm pretty sure if we went over Nick Cannon's employment contract or, you know, development deal with Viacom, there are probably clauses in there that says anything that Nick Cannon develops under the Viacom label, they get to keep, right? Um, so, uh, I'm, uh, while I, while I feel for Nick Cannon because Wild and Out is his creation, it, you know, he is the face of the brand. When we think Wild and Out, we think Nick Cannon at the end of the day, this was all developed under a large, uh, television conglomerate that has a team of lawyers whose single job is to make sure that Viacom gets to keep as much money as possible, right? Um, Sincere39 said, so did he not read the contract or his lawyer? Um, we don't know. I don't, we don't know what, what went down, you know, when he signed the deal with Viacom. I, I, I find it hard to believe that Nick Cannon did not have counsel because Nick Cannon, he is a businessman. He has his own entertainment company, Incredible Productions, right? So he's going to need lawyers there. Um, but you, you never know about these things. He may have been so excited to sign this deal with a huge network that he might not have read it correctly. Or maybe he used Viacom's attorneys. We don't know what happened. All we know is that, um, all we know is that he was fired. We don't know the terms of his contract. So everything that I am saying here, while I'm pretty sure there is, um, I, you know, I'll be proven right. This is just speculation because we don't have Nick Nick Cannon's contract to read through and find out if there is a morals clause. We don't have his contract to find out what happens to any intellectual property for anything that he develops under um, Viacom. But I don't think that. Uh, but I I think that we're pretty on the nose thinking that there is a morals clause and Viacom gets to keep the trademarks. Because remember when we talked about Michaela Cole, Michaela Cole was offered a million dollars to, uh, for, um, from Netflix because they wanted, um, you know, her show, I May Destroy You, but they wanted all of the copyrights. They wanted to get her to give up all of her copyrights to that show. And she refused. And because she refused, she walked away from the deal because they wanted to keep all of the intellectual property. Now, if Netflix, who has not been around as long as Viacom, doesn't want Michaela Cole to keep her intellectual property, what makes you think that a large conglomerate like Viacom is going to let Nick Cannon go keep the trademarks to a successful franchise like Wild and Out? 76 Green Grace said he needs you as his lawyer. <laughs> I don't do entertainment law. I just talk about the entertainment news. <laughs> but thank you. Right? And then we also have to think down the line, you know, because some people are saying, well, maybe he can just, you know, take the show, rename it, and, and bring it to another network. There may be a non-competition clause in Nick Cannon's um, uh, contract with Viacom that says that he can't go and take these ideas and use them elsewhere. So this is where knowing what your intellectual property rights comes handy because um, now again, we don't know what went down the day that Nick Cannon filed, you know, signed this contract with Viacom. However, uh, I don't think that they, they either didn't read it fully or they just did. They never saw something like this coming. Sincere 39 said, isn't that a conflict of interest to use a Viacom lawyer? It's a conflict of interest for the lawyer. 
Um, not for the people involved. Conflict of interest, the only person who stands to lose when there is a conflict of interest is the attorney, because that is a violation of your ethics. Okay? Um, so, now, uh, if, if they were upfront about the fact that, hey, these are our lawyers, they're going to help you go through this paperwork, then, you know, they let them know that the lawyers work for Viacom. But conflict of interest, that doesn't, um... It's not like that. That's a matter for the attorney to disclose. Like you as the attorney are supposed to understand where the conflict of interest lies and remove yourself from that situation. You see a lot. Yeah, you do see a lot of it in entertainment. Um, I think that entertainment is an area where people take advantage. They, a lot of times they take advantage of people's ignorance because most people who are in the creative arts, they're, they're not very savvy when it comes to the legal side of things and it's easy to take advantage of them. So that's why a lot of these conflict of interest situations happen. Um, now while I feel for Nick Cannon, uh, he really should have should read his employment contract to find out if he actually does have any ownership in Wild and Out. Um, you should I should do a show on people who lost rights to their name. Listen, come up with a list of ten for me, and I will do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've spent a lot of time on that. Let's move on to our next story because yeah, we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, moving on. Um. Do I have any pizza lovers in the house? If you like pizza, please give me a pizza emoji. If you like pizza, give me a pizza emoji. Uh, while you do that, oh, wait, like Famous Amos, he used Uncle, no, and what? He used Uncle's? Okay, you're going to have to rewrite that because I didn't get it. Um, but yes, moving on to our next, okay. Yes, Obed likes pizza. I know you like pizza, Obed. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys are on the East Coast, you may know of a chain, um, a, a relatively new chain, pizza chain called And Pizza. And they use that ampersand sign that also use, looks like the music sign. It's called And Pizza, right? Uh, and they've been around for a while. It, it's kind of, I call it like the uh, the Chipotle of pizza. Because you go, you just pay one price, and then you could get, like, you know, uh, uh, relatively unlimited toppings on your pizza. If you want something like shrimp or something real fancy, it's extra. But, and pizza is where you go, and, you know, you can just pay one price and get all these toppings on your pizza. And they have locations all up and down the East Coast. Um, now, I asked in my stories today if any of you had eaten that and pizza and about a little less than half of you have, so I guess it's not that big of a chain, but we have a lot of them here in the DMV area, okay? Here's the issue. Um, okay, thank you, Sincere. Um, so here's the issue. Uh, in On the other side of the pond in the United Kingdom, there is a pizza chain. Hey, Nessie time. There is a pizza chain that is calling themselves at pizza, like the at symbol, like when you're giving somebody your Instagram handle, you don't eat pizza. Oh my God, why? Um, you know when you're giving people your Instagram handle and you put the at in front of it? So there is a pizza chain in the United Kingdom called, uh, in I believe it's Birmingham and Edinburgh called at pizza. And I went to their websites and and pizza has accused at pizza of ripping off their whole design, their website, everything, right? And I went to their websites. If you go to the And Pizza website 
and the at pizza website they look very similar they look similar in color scheme in the font they use all those types of things right so you would think open and shut case copyright infringement you're ripping them off and pizza filed and in uh you know and in a trademark infringement suit against at pizza and they lost they lost why do you think they lost because remember uh, remember and pizza they have locations all up in oh you don't need cheese in there okay they have uh, and pizza has locations all up and down the east coast at pizza has two locations in birmingham and edinburgh in the united kingdom so why do you think and pizza even though it is very um even though you know it's very obvious that at pizza used them as a base why do you think they lost um obeds obezi said two different symbol and an at nope that's not that's not why they lost it's not enough not just those it's not the symbols remember for there to be trademark infringement there has to be a possibility of confusion between the brands right now um remember yes yeah i'm serious so there has to be a possibility of confusion between the brands now i'm going to say this one more time and I, and there are some clues in what i'm saying so i want you to answer the question again why do you think they lost this trademark infringement case and pizza that has locations up and down the east coast of the united states and against at pizza which has two locations uh in the united kingdom why do you think and pizza lost this trademark infringement suit Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. i'm going to give you guys like 3 more seconds what's going on on facebook facebook is seriously quiet today okay that's all right yes 76 grimkay two yes location two different countries in order for there to be trademark infringement there has to be a possibility of confusion there are no at pizzas um there are no, uh not quite nessie time there are no at pizzas in the united states there are only two locations that are located in birmingham and edinburgh at and pizza is located in the united states up and down the east coast so the two never cross paths there is not one city in the world where you will find an and pizza and an at pizza so in the eyes of the court there is no confusion so um i want you guys to tell me here in the audience do you think the court got it right give me a 1 if you think the court got it right or give me a 2 if you think they got it wrong and they should have sided with and pizza do you think the court got it right that these two pizza chains they're in two different countries and there's no possibility of confusion give me a 1 okay so you think they're right okay obezi thinks that the court got it right If you think that the court got it wrong and they should have given Ant Pizza all their money cuz at pizza even though they are across the pond they still ripped them off uh give me a 2. Since it already not also gave me a 1. You've never seen an Ant Pizza? They are all over the DMV area since it 39. 76 Grimke gave me a 1. Okay, so you guys all think that the court got it right. Um and I I agree with you too. And the and the reason why I agree with you guys is remember the courts when they make a decision they don't want to make it overly broad, right? 
it's okay it's all right the craft room you can watch it whenever you want that's why i keep them up here so um Yes, so the court doesn't want to be overly broad when they make a ruling. So they try to make a ruling that is tight and only applies to that case, right? It would have to be a matter of at pizza trying to open even a single location in the United States. I think that would be enough for the at, for and pizza to be able to make a credible argument that at pizza is causing confusion in the marketplace. But these are two two chains located in two different countries, and they don't have any any meeting between the two of them. Um, Obizi asks, is trademarking a global thing? For example, no jurisdictional lines. Trademarks are controlled by countries, um, so you have to apply within countries, but there are treaties that allow you to extend your trademarks. But um, for the most part, if you want trademarks around the world, you got to go... Um, and apply. Uh, we actually had a, uh, had a whole series when I first started doing these live broadcasts. Christian Louboutin, the guy who makes the red bottom shoes, he was having a hard time because he was going, you know, from country to country trying to trademark the shape of the red bottoms um, as his trademark. And he would win in some countries and he lost in others because different countries have different rules when it comes to trademarks. So there is no such thing as like, you know, a universal trademark that, that, that it works everywhere. Every country has their own things. That's why, you know, a, a, a company like Disney, they have trademarks here, but trust that they have trademarks over in China, Europe. Europe, Australia, wherever they have them, because they're trying to hold it down wherever they're at, okay, all right, cool, so, all right, so we are finished with Pizzagate, <laughs> all right, um, before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish, this is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news, if you would like to advertise your business on my show, I do uh, have 30-second spots starting at $9 a pop. You can go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm, scroll down to the Advertise With Us button, and get your life. All right? Moving on to our next story. Hello, future fat boy. Um, OBZ said, got it. Thanks. Now my head hurts. I mean, it's it sounds complicated, but you just got to kind of mull it around in your brain a little bit, and, you know, it eventually falls into place. Okay. Next story is for my Stranger Things fans. Does anybody does anybody here watch Stranger Things, the the series on Netflix with you know the girl with the powers, Ellie, um, the the Gorgon, the Upside Down. Oh, I have to tell you guys the story about how I found the entrance to the Upside Down one day. I was walking by my friend's house. And, um, there was this tree and it had like a hole in it. Okay. Nessie Time watches it. Obeezy, you are missing out. Go watch Stranger Things. Nessie Time watches Stranger Things. Sincere 39 watches Stranger Things. Yes, I love Stranger Things, okay? Um, and when I did the poll, about half of you watch it. Uh, anyway. So, uh, somebody is claiming that Netflix and the developers of Stranger Things have stolen the idea for Stranger Things. Um, so here's the problem. Uh, there is a guy, so the, uh, Stranger Things was, uh, developed by the, uh, the Duffer Brothers, and they, uh, you know, had a deal with Netflix, right? Then there's a guy named Jeffrey Kennedy, located, the next season's about to come out, okay. There's a guy named Jeffrey Kennedy, located in Ireland, okay? 
and he claims that uh, the Duffer brothers stole his idea uh, and put it in Stranger Things. He says that he wrote um, a show, a series by the name of Totem, um, you know, and it's copyrighted and, he, and it's his work and the Duffer brothers stole it. How is he claiming that the Duffer brothers stole it? Um, there is a, a man by the name of Aaron Sims. Aaron Sims worked with Jeffrey Kennedy for a while on this totem, and then he was hired by the Duff brothers, the Duffer brothers, to do concept art for Stranger Things, right? So it's not like Jeffrey Kennedy is just coming out the blue saying, you stole my idea. Somebody who worked with Jeffrey was hired by the people who developed Stranger Things, and now the person who says that they created Stranger Things is saying that they stole his idea. Now, there is no ruling yet. We have no ideas on this over what's happening. The Duffer brothers, they're say, they, they keep saying, look, we don't know who this Kennedy guy is. He's been trying to shake us down for money for years. We don't know him, right? And Jeffrey Kennedy keeps insisting that they stole these ideas, plot lines, characters, you know, events from his uh, work, The Totem. So we don't have a ruling on this. They, they have just filed this trademark infringement suit. But for those of you who are fans of Stranger Things, is anybody like a, a super fan? Do you know about the background of how Stranger Things, you know, supposedly got started? Because Jeffrey Kennedy is saying that he wrote it and that the Duffer Brothers stole it. Um, excuse me. Again, we don't have any uh, ruling on this. They have just filed this, but I really want to keep um, eyes on this. This kind of reminds me of the Matrix. You know, there was that woman, she sued the, the, the developers of the Matrix for, I want to say she sued them for years and it ended up coming out in her favor. Um, but what do you guys think about this? Do you think that it's possible that Stranger Things was stolen? Do you think that, uh, you know, this might be another, you know, kind of Matrix issue? What do you think? Because I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any background facts. I don't know who made the movie. I just heard about the Duffer Brothers today. I just thought it was a Netflix series. I don't know who makes it. But these are the things that happen in the background. So think about this: when you're watching, when you're watching these shows, and think, and this, this, this is people's work. This is people's ideas. This is money, blood, sweat, and tears that people have poured into to make this piece of art for you. And this is why intellectual property is so serious. Because you are stealing somebody's work. You're stealing a part of their soul. You're stealing what they have given up of themselves to make, right? Okay. But I will keep you, um, hey, open arms cleaning. Since it's not said, I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither, because everybody steals, right? Wow, my throat is dry, and I did not get myself any water today. So excuse me if my voice starts sounding raspy, but we are winding down, even though, okay, we're going to go a little bit over, but that's okay. Okay, last story of the evening. Does anybody here, you agree with Sincere39? Okay, we'll wait and see. Does anybody here use Instacart? <clears throat> if you use Instacart, please give me an I in the comment. No. Give me a shopping cart in the comments. If you have ever used Instacart, give me a shopping cart in the comments. I used Instacart one time and I will never use it again because the person who was my shopper, they brought me spoiled meat. 
I will never use Instacart again. No, since they're not okay. Anybody else? Anybody use Instacart? Okay. This is anybody here located in either Texas or Florida? Okay, neither one of you use it. AP Jackson. Okay, AP Jackson uses Instacart. Okay, how do you like Instacart, AP Jackson? I had a very bad experience. Hey, Lorenzo. Obizi doesn't use it. Margaret uses Instacart. Okay, so AP Jackson and Margaret Massey use Instacart. Open Arms Cleaning uses Instacart. <laughs> yes. Okay, do I have <clears throat> anybody here who is located in either Florida or Texas? Please put Florida or Texas in the comments. Open Arms Cleaning said, I'm in Florida. Okay, so Open Arms Cleaning, there is a competitor for Instacart out there. Yeah, that's why I shot for myself too sincere. There's a competitor for Instacart out there. Um, Uber has just launched their own um, shopping delivery service uh, that is just like Instacart. It's called Cornership. They have launched it in Florida and Texas. So if we have anybody who is watching in either Florida and Texas and you're looking to try a new delivery service, there is uh, Uber is testing out their corner shop um, groceries delivery service out in Florida and Texas right now. So here's the problem, right? Now, there is always room for competition in the marketplace, right? Um, Sam, I never made it to your house. You got a refund? I'm glad you got a refund. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, so here's the problem. There is always room for competition in the marketplace, right? What there isn't room for is stealing people's stuff. And Instacart is accusing uh, Uber of basically going to their website and stealing all of their images and using it on their website. They say that they scraped images and used copyrighted images that they took from Instacart's website and put it on theirs, right? Um, Instacart says they stole about 2,200 pictures. Uh, now in corner shops terms of service, they have an anti-scraping clause, meaning that they're not supposed to go around and steal people's pictures. So Instacart is, um, is suing corner shop for breach of contract because they have breached their own terms of service. They are um, suing them for copyright infringement because the pictures that they took, they are, are, they are owned by Instacart. And they are also accusing them of civil conspiracy. And they are looking for money and injunctions. And what that means is they are looking for the courts to tell Uber to stop stealing Instacart's pictures. Um, Lorenzo said, corner shop, does every order come with a bodega cat? <laughs> You're funny, Lorenzo. Um, hi, IPCA. Anyway, so um, it's so I downloaded both Instacart and Corner Shop today, and you know I was kind of comparing the two apps, right? And they are similar in some ways, but I I feel like when you have services that operate in the same industry, there's bound to be some overlap. Think about dating apps. Most dating apps, it's swipe, 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 right? Or, you know, 
or uh, um, what else? Like any of your streaming apps, it's, they, they, the configuration is pretty similar. And I'm not going to say that you know the, some of the color schemes and things aren't different, are aren't similar. But I don't know how much of this is just it being an industry standard, and how much of it is them copying. So. If you are a person who uses these grocery delivery services, my challenge to you is to, especially if you are in either Florida or Texas, try out Corner Shop and try out Instacart. And, and you don't necessarily have to order, but test the um, test test the functionalities out. See what feels similar. See what what's different. You know, do you think that it's possible that Corner Shop just ripped off Instacart's um? aesthetic and use it for their own. For me, I'm going to say that it's very likely because I feel like Uber, they're trying to get their hands in everything. You know, they do driving, they do food delivery, they do whatever you want delivery. And now they're trying to get into uh, apparently grocery delivery now. And you can only have so many ideas before they start becoming redundant. So I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility that Uber may have, you know, used he- heavily used uh, Instacart as inspiration for their new corner shop grocery delivery app. Um, so, with a show of hands, for those of you who do use grocery delivery apps like Instacart, if if and when corner shop comes to your neck of the woods, would you try it? Give me a yes or a no in the comments. If Uber, you know, they pop up one day and they say, hey girl, you want to get your groceries delivered? Don't worry about Instacart. We got you. Do you think that you would be open to trying Uber's grocery delivery service corner shop? If you're the type of person who uses a grocery delivery service. Jessica Whitfield said no. AP Jackson said yes. Okay. So AP Jackson, you're in Georgia. I feel like if they are already in Texas and Florida, it, they're they're going to come to Georgia pretty soon, so you might have a chance to try it out. Um, ooh, wow, that time went by fast, y'all. It's already 840, um, and my throat is dry. Margaret Massey said she would try it. Okay, so my Instacart people would definitely try Corner Shop um, if it comes to their area, so let me know how y'all like it, and I will definitely keep you guys updated on this copyright infringement suit that Instacart has filed against them. Because apparently Uber can't keep their hands in their pockets. Um, (laughs) But those are all the stories that I have for you today, guys. Please join me tomorrow for more stories. Uh, Always here, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Thursday. Um, Yeah, girl, I got the water's right here. It's right on my dresser, and I forgot to bring it over here. Uh, But yes, but that's what I'm leaving y'all with. Come join me tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock. Thank you guys for your participation, for your energy. I love it when you guys, you know, you give me your commentary. It makes the show so much more fun. If you find any stories that you want me to talk about, please send them to me. You know, I can't catch them all. Y'all were the ones who hit me to Nick Cannon because I didn't know it was all that, and I want to thank you. Um, But, yeah, we're going to be back here tomorrow. Take care of yourselves, and have a good night. Bye.